and dream, the waking state for you doesn't exist. <clears throat> Not even as a dream. It may be as a dream, I don't know. But it doesn't exist. And when you wake up from this dream state and the waking state, mm. then the dream state doesn't exist. Sometimes it does, remnants of it. Sometimes some things that you feel you experience in dream, mm. you forgot <clears throat> that it was dream and you're talking about in your waking state as though it was your waking state. <clears throat> mm. It's all mishmash, you know, it's all... I'm not saying to figure these things out and put things back into their... their so you know that the, 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 the absolute per permeates every part, e everything, the whole universe, every... Therefore, it must be possible to, to, to be in touch with that instantly. So you mean you, meaning other than the Absolute, uh, after you being get in touch with the Absolute? Yeah, yeah, there must be... So where is your residence outside of the Absolute? My residence outside of the Absolute is in the form of certain desires and things like that that manifested. Mm. Okay, let me cooperate with that for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As this kind of manifestation. Mm. Uh, Functioning without the Absolute's permission. No, I mean, obviously, that, that cannot be discarded at all. Without the Absolute, I wouldn't be here. Mm. Okay, that, I don't know if that's some sort so of... So which is the greater, then? The Absolute or the you who is here? At this moment in time, well, on a day-to-day -day basis, it seems to be... To, to meet us here. Mm -hmm. Because one the of you the, that's here actually yeah. is the absolute, but it's in a dream believing that it is the body and the body's conditioning and projections, and then it's believing that that person sense that it takes itself to be is what's here right now. But it's with the scholarship of the absolute that that thought can happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're the absolute. <laughs> <laughs> but in that case, then, why are the desires oh, uh, uh, got unfulfilled and stuff like that? And what, if that's the case? I believe that if uh, desires were fulfilled, mm -hmm. you would be become more uh, attached to desires. You'd keep on wanting more and more things, which don't bring you towards a recognition and a discovery of your own source self, you will be still focused on things, because primarily our desires are for things. Right now you could be desiring the Absolute, so say, so say for instance, but desires are still for things, <coughs> they're still for commodity, they're still for something, objects, so what is which it, you can't if keep. If the Absolute is real, it's, it's everywhere, I should be able to connect to the Absolute, well, instantly. Yeah. This is your dream. This is a dream talking. You see. Who is speaking this thing? Identify yourself with all your might. <laughs> Who is speaking those words? Out of whose mouth do those words come? <clears throat> Who is the speaker of them? In the same way that like the body is not the speaker of these words. Hmm? Who is the speaker of those words? <clears throat> Seems that the ego is. You know, uh... 
you see, even as you say the words, like, yeah, it seems the ego is, those words, they come out like blanks. They don't have any potency. You know, you just say the ego is, you know. Yeah. If you are sure about it, if you're clear, what you call ego, even can you identify ego? It's a, it's a primal thought of, of I am the ego. So, <clears throat> are you the ego or something is aware of the ego? Or a mixture of two things? It seems to me <coughs> that when you are sleeping, what I call sleeping, meaning ignorant of yourself, mm. you combine yourself with the ego. And you're living somehow in this deluded state. You know, a state of uh, belief that I'm this person... I am the one who has an agenda and things to do in this life and, you know, to leave a mark in this life. These are all the kind of signature characteristics of ego or the sense of being a person. And that is kind of a very strong, very pronounced fragrance inside our being. That we are this person, I need to do something, I need to get somewhere, and this life is about something. Mm. I can't sit around being spiritual, man, you know, there's things to be done, practical things. <clears throat> and there is the belief in that. Mm. There is strong identification belief in that. Yeah. When there is belief in this, there is nothing that can be done to change that orientation. It must just continue, you know, working itself out <clears throat> until it becomes entangled or whatever happens to it, and then it can change direction a little bit. Such are the force of thoughts, you know. If you believe in them, they they have to be carried forward, you know, and executed, and they have to be fulfilled somehow. But who's believing in them? You, the beingness. You, the absolute, in your manifestation mm. in this body, as the feeling of being, as the feeling I am. Mm. That is your most authentic but, but expression. Is, who's these thoughts coming from? They come out of you. Where else can they come from? Everything is in you. Everything is in you. If so, you drop so, the association, the strong hold onto the sense of I am the body, my words will feel much more full and true for you. You understand? If you are, if I'm, because I'm speaking to you, addressing you as the consciousness itself. <clears throat> but if you hold on to the body, you will not have the the feeling that things can fit into me. I have a capacity. I can only fit so much food in my body. I can only do so much exercise for this body. But I'm not speaking to you <coughs> as though you're just a body. I'm speaking to you as consciousness, as the awareness consciousness itself. This is your larger self. So large that the whole universe and all the beings are fitting into it somehow. Consciousness doesn't have a size, you know. So how do I realize that in Moody? How do you realize what? The, 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 the immensity of that consciousness. How do I? Okay, in that case, because the only thing that's coming between is you know the, the only thing, identification. Yes, I'm. Go, I was about to say that you got there ahead of me. Okay. Uh, somehow there's still a, a strong, a stronger taste, a stronger belief, a, a stronger force of identity behind your words, because mm -hmm. somehow there is still this me sense, which is not really speaking or addressing life from the position of consciousness, but from the position of a person. But you said earlier, a little while ago, that the thoughts have to play itself out. 
So if I had a lot, they have to play themselves out um, until the the consciousness behind them <coughs> recognizes itself, and then so the relationship between the consciousness and thought dependence that will weaken when consciousness is only sort of like self-supplying when it's only aware of itself. Thought activity they will reduce. They will reduce. The impact will reduce. The characteristics of the consciousness will change. So are you saying that more pure again? If one is not aware of the other the, the consciousness, then they are, then if one is not aware that they are the consciousness or haven't got any any kind of inclination towards that, yes, you <coughs> they'll be totally governed. The large will be totally be governed by their thoughts. Yeah, is it not true? I I don't think you need me to tell you that. This is yeah. the this is the norm. This is the way uh, it is. It's clear that people are governed by their thoughts. They believe in them. They believe in their identity. They believe that they are the child of so and so, and that they are, this is their job, and this is what they have to do. They were born to a certain day and time. They have a star sign. They have all these things. All of these things are are to do with the sense of individuality and of personhood. And we believe in the thoughts. So the what you think about other people, we act on upon them quite often, and uh, how we perceive the world, our beliefs, what we believe from the newspapers, from what we watch in the news, and all of these things, we something <coughs> gets constructed in inside ourselves. So how does thoughts mm. be manifested? I mean, because obviously they don't happen instantly. Mm. I don't. I don't think I'm a millionaire, and in the next minute I am one. Mm. Or, uh, but the belief, well, most thoughts. I mean, the the real place they have in our life is in the part of the belief. We believe in them. We we trust them. We have without having direct experience of the implication of the thought. We believe in the thought. We believe. Okay, you know, one day I, I want to be doing this, or I want to get married. And I'm working towards that day. I mean, I'm engaged now. I'm now working towards marriage. So the marriage hasn't happened, mm. but the expectation of it is happening in the mind. It's like a strive. You know, it's always about the future because this is how the mind can pursue something. If you did not have the, so high, the, the space of a future mm. to think about, so the you'd, have to, you'd have to be just now somehow with your attention. <coughs> yeah. Look at it for yourself and see. Would it be a lot quieter or would it be more frustrating And uh, if, there was not, if there was not the space called future? If there was just the, the now unfolding as you go, there was not the space to project a future next week, next year, when I get this. Mm. But the reason probably people have projected a future is because they've found that to be the, that there is one, I suppose. At least they can count it I down. I think what they is. do by really relying so much on the projections about the future is really miss the present. You know? Or even worse, misinterpret and you know reject the present. Like it's never good now. It's never good now. It's the future is where it will become good. <coughs> Nobody's ever so experienced. So how does one live in the in the now? Right? Does the mind have to completely drop? Yes. To be in the now. Yes. Mind has to drop. Something has to drop. Is because the now alone, the, the now alone is. It it is, uh, whether the mind is dropped or not, it's just that the mind, which is the beingness and its belief about itself. So the mind is, just, as we said, the last year is a, is a collection of thoughts. Yes. 
but these thoughts are not unique to the being that that particular manifestation is, is, is a universal thought no they become just like the air is the air is universal but when you breathe it in you say my breath the thoughts are just thoughts there there's just one mind field and then somehow <clears throat> when we have a relationship with certain aspects of some thoughts and some concepts mm. we feel uh, uh, attracted to them and then somehow that attraction brings them closer and so really we see them more they kind of like they get fluorescent in a way and by that what i mean is that they sort of like uh, when they come around again you'll you'll notice them like i use the example that if you if you just buy a volkswagen car suddenly you start to notice that there are lots of volkswagen cars around but they've always been there but you didn't notice them because you had no interest and if you have no interest you don't see you don't notice <coughs> once you have an interest now you found something that you identify with you start to see lots of them you, rather you start to notice them they didn't suddenly come into being but in a way they do suddenly come into being experientially for you but they were always there and so, the thought active feel is is kind of like there in a kind of way but whatever thoughts that you are attracted to they will keep on coming more and seem much more private and personal to you that's all thought can how can a thought belong to anybody what is a thought that it can belong to anybody How does one live in in a mind world and in that case and interact with people who, who are in 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 that in that situation? So that therefore pulls you into it, right? Mm-hmm. Or not? If you are not somehow in your mind stable inside the heart, uh, your 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 very ground is not strong. You know, you're not uh, that reliable <clears throat> inside yourself. You're not. Uh, um, You'll be easily influenced, also sometimes easily influenced, because uh, you're not aware of your core truth. You're drifting. You drift easily. The world will seem quite real for you, in that sense. You know, you'll take so many things seriously. You lose your laughter and your play. You become somehow. fixated and uh, on on circumstances situations people your energy is being pulled out quite often you're not experiencing uh, the peace that you could <coughs> the natural joy of being all these things happen But there seems to be a desire to to experience a kind of spontaneous kind of excitement as well, and things like that. Isn't that? I think if you leave life alone, you'll find it is plenty ample. It's it's you know it's it's not it's not lacking anything. If you leave life alone, if you stop projecting, because at the moment how you're speaking is as someone who is quite <coughs> identified with the mind, and the mind has so many so many niches it can go. and i didn't so many escape routes 
so many distractions. And yet it presents itself and poses as though, you know, it's it's it has the capacity to be clear and to, to know what's going on. But it's it's not like that. All confusion is the confusion itself is the trademark of the mind. Of the sense of personhood. It's true. So if you're speaking to the mind then you, or, or, or you speak, you, know, you said you were addressing I'm speaking the consciousness, but I'm speaking to the consciousness that is somehow turned towards the mind <coughs> and believes and has a, a, a relationship with the mind that is, I feel is unhealthy. So what needs to be done? I don't know. It's enough that there is talking about it. Mm. And if there's openness, uh, something usually happens. can happen without the mind deliberately trying to work at it something is something undoes the mind itself even Even this feeling that you may be having of sort of inwardly feeling sort of a bit sleepy or whatever is just sometimes the the result of your own satsang, of your own listening, is doing something. It does something by itself. You don't have to analyze it. You don't even know. <coughs> something it, becomes could it, clear. Could it be that the mind is trying to fall asleep to avoid it? It, it can be like this as well. Sometimes the mind is... Uh, takes on sleep as a way of avoiding confronting this but i don't feel that <coughs> the mind will the mind will get away with that somehow if it is like this the very fact that you speak about it exposes you know the possibility of it going much further you know All the mess of the mind is made with you. How's going to clear that all up? Thank God it doesn't have to clear it up. Something clears it up. Grace, you may call it. Thank God for grace. You can be so. I think sometimes when I've read in the Bible, you know, stories of the healings of Christ, you know, somebody had leper, leprosy, or whatever. And he he put his hand on them, or he speaks a word, and they are brought back to health again. I see a deeper significance also on top of that. That sometimes it's not just a physical healing. It shows that you know we can have a leprosy, a mental leprosy, and you don't have to go and take all these medicines for it. Just the grace, the touch of the supreme of the God. You see. Or even the Guru's grace removes that leprosy. Doesn't give you ointments for it. Doesn't tell you to take sacrificial baths or nothing. It's just a grace and a trust, and it removes. I see it like this, and my heart feels very light for that seeing. And many people, you know, they see that their lives have been torturous, and if they have to go backwards and clean themselves 
they can't do it they have no power to do it only grace can help you of course there are people who take their lives in their hands and they you know that's also an expression of consciousness that it wants to <clears throat> work at its own salvation or at its own healing or but, whatever but it is grace, and so on. This can we come back to for grace to help you then you have to surrender, have faith in or it is grace it is grace, it is grace that that actually manifests as your own surrender. <laughs> it's grace that actually who is who is to to to, to have it's grace. To, to win grace. I mean it's grace that wins grace. It's somehow it's like this. It's good fortune, I don't know. Because many who receive grace, you can look and you say, but they don't look like they were worthy of grace. But they, they receive grace. And grace is... is, is, is grace is also of, I, I, I <laughs> of the self. Yeah, right. Grace is also of the self. Grace doesn't come from somewhere else. These things but are not what, easy for... At what point does grace kick in? <laughs> Or, or, or. You know, I like to look at my life and your life as grace-filled life. You have a lot in the life. If you have this attitude to be happy for what has come your way, you have a healthy body. You, you know, you can move about. Your mind is uh, useful enough to contemplate yourself. All these things, you should be grateful for them. That's under grace. Grace has embodied itself in the body and calls itself Chris. It's grace. Everything is grace. Shower of grace. Sweet. 